0: Hi, and welcome to Dollars and Making Sense, a weekly program about finance, money and investing. I'm your host, Ray Trevisan from OTG Capital. We broadcast locally at Radio Northern Beaches and around Australia on the Community Radio Network. We're really, really pleased to welcome back to the microphone again, Justin Bott from Services Australia, or you may know them better as Centrelink, but we will keep using the proper name Services Australia. Justin, welcome back.
1: Ray, thank you so much for having me, and yes, appreciate that I did Services Australia, because it's not just insulin, it's also Medicare
0: and child support all rolled together into the one agency, Services Australia. Yeah, let's not get into an episode of Utopia on that (laughs) one, that show triggers me, I have to tell you. My wife reckons I get really angry when I watch that, because it's too accurate, but that's for another time. Look, we've got you on the show today, it's incredibly topical that you wanted to come and talk to us about scams and scam watch and what's happening at Services Australia, because I've been in IT an awful long time uh, before I got into money and finance. I started my career in radio and uh, radio communications as a techo, not as in radio broadcasting, but um, uh, and software and communications. And so what I've seen develop over decades and decades is really quite fascinating, and I'm always amazed at the next new scam that's coming out and how darn clever these people are.
1: Yeah, so fascinating, not in a good way, unfortunately, fascinating in a bad way. And also by the simple fact that uh, as much as we don't want to be the case, the reason there's more scams is because they're just so effective. They actually work so well. Uh, I don't know if you know, but if you go to the Scamwatch website, which is scamwatch.gov.au, it actually gives you some horrific stats so in this year so far up until november australians have already lost over 129 million 429 million, <laughs> million.
0: million <laughs> getting carried away so from on the zero. way to half a billion that that's half an a, astounding a, yeah. a, that's an astounding amount of money because it is one of the and things i've, I've sorry just i was gonna say, say and
1: yeah. the most affected customers the most affected people unfortunately are older australians And the biggest loss of money comes through investment scams in particular.
0: Yeah, i got to tell you, I've actually had people occasionally call me up on our 1300 number because I run an investment company. And because we're a fixed income, they they look at it and think we're, you know, they've looked at our rate and gone, oh, you guys are a scam. And I'm going, no, we're not. You know, I'm actually ASIC regulated and I, I plead. You know, I plead innocence long and hard, but it's so easy, I think, to get caught up. And before we came on air, you, know, you and I were talking about how some celebrities, you know, people like Koshi and Chris Hemsworth and uh, Martha Stewart in, in the United States and the Kardashians are getting caught up in these scams. Maybe if you can explain to the listeners how that happens, actually, Justin.
1: Yes, yeah, that one's not exactly overly complicated IT either. That is just a copy and paste of somebody's picture, their face and shoved onto a fake news story and then published. So um, when we're talking about investment scams, there are different types. One of the big ones is the fake endorsements. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, and Koshi being as famous as he is in Australia as being a, a person in the investing industry, his name has a lot of uh, push behind it. So if we can get Koshi to seemingly to involve, endorse product, whatever it might be, then people are going to think, oh, look, this is the new secret thing that, Nobody else knew about it because she knows about it, so I've got to follow through. So these fake celebrity endorsements are a big one. Um, we unfortunately all know of the old Ponzi schemes, and a Ponzi scheme is an arrangement where I invest in your company and you promise me fantastic levels of return and you give me those fantastic levels of return, but the way you do that, is by actually using, not investing anything, but using the capital of the next person to come in to pay my investment return. And then the third person pays the return of the second person who's then paying my, and so it's, there's never an underlying investment. All the, all the promises of property portfolios and those sorts of things don't exist. But these high guaranteed levels of return are just coming from the capital of the next person that's signed up for that. Uh, another big one that I've come across, actually physically come across, and so not even an online one, is promises that we know ways to use your superannuation for oh, X, Y, or Z different purposes. Oh, I hate those, yes. Oh. <laughs> There's a trigger for you. So I we were once at uh, an expo, a financial expo, and only a couple of doors up from us were gentlemen who were out there telling people how they could use their superannuation to purchase a new property. Now, the nice thing about this expo, is that only about a couple of rows down, ASIC was right there. So we just at one point during the lunch break just went for a wander out of ASIC and said, you may really want to have a look at what these guys <laughs> in stand number 72 are doing, because it's straight out illegal. But it's it's again, it's attractive. You know, that's super that's I've got this money and I wanna be able to use it. They're not letting me, but these guys have come up with a way that I can. Oh,
0: and and it's great that you mentioned that, Justin, because I've had Neil Sparks from the SMSF Association out of South Australia come on the show to talk about exactly that, and it's around property. And also Natasha Panagis from IFPA, the Institute of Financial Professionals Australia, the old Tax and Super Australia. And she um, comes on, and I think it's one of those things that those of us in the industry just makes our blood boil because it, it looks nice. It looks very legal. It looks, uh, I guess, from the surface, because real estate in, in its very crude form is not regulated in the same way that finance is. And so they're using real estate to get that that wedge into superannuation. Well, uh, I it's guess a, it's the family home, you know. Yeah, and, and the it's family home. Or, or, that's that's and, what these and, guys are going on with, yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, we're a, a real estate obsessed country, so it's an easy to bait uh and to bring people in but look we're talking about um internet scams today and uh, I see on uh, scam watch there's a lot of ways that scammers can reach so text sms phone scams email scams and I guess Justin with the fact that that there aren't many home lines left you'd think that you know phone scams are becoming less and less but that's not necessarily the case is it
1: doesn't seem to be. Like, I still have a landline and I really asked the question. I was actually asking yesterday why I still have that because the only oh, people… I'd are, be asking
0: you that as well, actually. The only why people who still to got want to one? use it, yeah,
1: are either people who want me to um, donate money or people who want to try and scam me out of money. Uh, and the thing about scams, I guess one of the things you need to think about scams is how do I identify this, whether it be a, a scam for Services Australia or, or whether it be a general general scam out there. But how do I identify it as being a scam? And there are certainly uh, some clues that are in there to tell you that this may well be a scam. Um, And from a Services Australia perspective, often it's come from nowhere. So I've received contact by somebody either saying that they're from Services Australia, whether it be a phone or a text or an email, saying they're from Services Australia or MyGov, but it's come from nowhere. I haven't lodged anything. I haven't spoken to anybody recently. There's really no reason why anybody would be speaking to me But now I've all of a sudden received that contact. So that should be a big warning bell. And why they started to contact me in the first place. Certainly from not just the Services Australia perspective, they have this sense of urgency to this action. So you need to act now. Now, that may well be because there's a bonus payment that you might be getting or we'll give you a discount if you act now. Or we're going to promise, we're going to follow that with a thread of, Imprisonment. So I know for a while there, I was getting phone calls on almost once a month saying that they were from the Australian Taxation Office. And if I didn't respond, then the Australian Federal Police were actually going to be knocking down my door. I mean, it (laughs) gets to a point where I was starting to look out the window in case I was going to see that the police cars were rocking up. Again, none of it was true. It was all a big scam. But that idea of scaring me with threat of punishment if you don't respond now, then there's this concern you're going to be punished. Uh, and with other scams, investment scams that might be out there, that same sort of idea, either threat that you're going to miss out on something, threat that some somebody might do something to you, unfortunately, mm-hmm. all promises of return but urgent action. If you put a deposit down now, then that will make sure that you've guaranteed you've got a hold in this investment even if you want to think about it. So, yeah, spend a little while to think about it, but put this deposit down now and we, we can obviously return it to you yeah, cough, cough. No, we don't. <laughs> but you know that idea that well, you've got to act now, putting that real impetus across it. And of course, there's the the old saying, which still is unfortunately true to this day, mm, which is, "I know what you uh, to If that. it seems to good too to good be true. to be true, it probably yeah, it is. Probably is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the things, and I I I know how you were saying that people were calling you. I actually like that. The, the, I know it's annoying for you, but I like the fact that they were checking. Oh. That's the really the most important part because one of my thought processes is if this particular group is somehow able to generate this high level of return with this level of security and guarantee that nobody else in the industry is able to do. You be questioning it. Yeah, yeah you should be questioning do,
0: it. What do they have that nobody else has? Or more importantly, why is nobody else going there? It's if, one of the things. I often say to people, Justin, that particularly around investment schemes and scams or otherwise, the first thing I always say to them is make sure that there is an AFSL and an authorised representative number quoted on the website or in any email communication. Now, anybody can conjure up a number, and this is, again, that's not enough, ladies and gentlemen. Just because you see a number on the website, you can go to ASIC.gov.au and actually plug that number into the website, and it will tell you who that number belongs to, both the authorised representative and the AFSL holder, the Australian Financial Services Licence Holder. So. Anybody can quote. I mean, that's the one thing that I really get impressed about from a, a scam perspective is that these emails and, and messages that they, they look so authentic. They are incredibly good at mocking and, and masquerading as somebody else, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are, and, and in a way that what you say may not be enough because they may well have nicked the uh, numbers off a legitimate business, mm. copied all of the um, look. that legitimate business so another backup that you need to do is to actually contact that business by a phone number from their website not on the document that you may have received and we actually say the same thing with Services Australia in in that uh, you know if you receive communication that you don't know where it's from then we've got a list of all of our phone numbers there they're very legitimately on the website give us a call because we'll be able to tell you if that is legitimately from us or not. So that idea that uh, I've received something from a financial company, uh, there's their AFS, I've gone there and it says that the AFS is legitimate because, yeah, the scammers have just copied and pasted it from the company. But I now ring the company saying, say, I, you know, I've received this notice and they go, we have no idea who you are
0: and you know, we don't know anything about you. Then you
1: know, you know it's, then, it's a scam.
0: Then I know it's a scam and I can walk away wonderful justin we're just about time for a break you're here on dollars and making sense a weekly show about finance money and investing we are going to go for a short break and be back in just a moment hi and thank you for listening to dollars and making sense a weekly radio program about finance money and investing on radio northern beaches and nationally on the community radio network around australia The views, comments and opinions aired during our program should not be construed or viewed as financial advice. Any commentary is general advice only and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. You should consider whether the advice is suitable for you and your personal circumstances. If in doubt, you should contact an authorised licensed financial planner. We welcome questions and feedback and you can get in touch with us via our blog, social media channels or email. Please search for Dollars and Making sense in your favourite podcast platform or check out our blog at otgcapital.com.au forward slash blog. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Dollars and Making Sense, a weekly show about finance, money, and investing. I'm your host, Ray Trevison. And with me at the microphone, I have Justin Bott from Services Australia, also known as Centrelink, and Medicare, and Human Services, and a whole Charles bunch of people. Transport this So, look, we've been talking about scams today and before we went to the break, uh, ladies and gents, we were talking about the general kind of scams that are out there, email, telephone, the kind of things that, you know, we've sort of seen a little bit here and there. But now, Justin, I want to ask very specifically, what kind of scams are targeting your organisation at Services Australia? And given that you guys write a lot of checks to a lot of people, you know, you were saying in the break, it's the keys to the kingdom if you can open up the Services Australia your bank account, I guess, and so you guys get targeted quite a bit, don't you?
1: Yeah, we do. Uh, and it's what what's happening with for Services Australia scams. It's it's often focused around MyGov because MyGov is the way that you get into Services Australia, the ATO, a lot of those connected agencies. So there's a lot of okay. MyGov scams going on at the moment. Uh, and well, apart from the scam side of things, we are actively trying to protect our customers as well. So in the last Um, nine months or so, we've pulled down over 3,000 fake MyGov websites out there. Wow. uh, As people try to create them. Yeah. So as they keep trying to create them. So uh, part of the way is I want your listeners to realise that Services Australia is very active uh, in trying to protect MyGov as being something that you can trust. Uh, So when we're talking about scams from MyGov, what we're talking about is... Outside agencies trying to get you to give them enough
0: information,
1: so that they can then log in as you in your MyGov account. So that's what I mean by the keys to the kingdom. You So, have actually, so they're trying
0: to fish. So that that, that term yes. fishing. This is what they they're fishing for: your ID, for a password. So uh, and
1: also, if you if they're lucky enough to be able to link into your computer and then have have a play around in the hard drive. Um, oh. as well with the IT side of things, but absolutely trying to get the information to be able to work your password out for you. Because um, if you think about it like um, Services Australia is like a car or my is like a car,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's very secure as long as you're the one holding the keys. But the car doesn't know who's holding the keys. The car just knows mm. the keys. So if you hand those keys over to somebody else, then the car will still operate because they've got the keys that are starting the engine. Right. In this case, if you have given enough information to a third party, enough for them to be able to come to MyGov as you. So they can't break into MyGov, but they can be you in MyGov. Then Services Australia isn't going to know because you've given them your personal information. And these scams are all about trying to get you to do that, different ways for you to give information. So they will do things like uh, send you a text to tell you uh, there might be a MyGov bill owing. You might have some money owing for your MyGov account or... There's been some activity in your MyGov account. Click on this link. You have some money owing. We need to update your bank accounts. Click on this link. Um, of those sorts of emails that are doing that sort of arrangement of, again, um, here's information, something that you can benefit from,
0: but you need to click on this link or you need to ring this phone number. You need to speak to this person. Uh, I'm, and, curi- I'm curious, Justin, because having just recently done my taxes, I actually logged into to MyGov. Uh, got onto the ATO website and did my taxes online. Great service, by the way, ladies and gents. I'm just doing a quick plug there for government IT, but um, I find it, you know, it's all pre filled and all that kind of stuff. It just saves so much time these days. But I would have thought that multi factor authentication. So, in other words, when I log in, it then hits me with an SMS and says, tell me what your SMS code is, or else I'm not going to let you go any further. I would have thought that's pretty impenetrable. Are, are you telling me they still are able to get around that?
1: No, what we're saying is that's one of the things we want to make sure you absolutely do put in place. Oh. So that is one of the protections. So there are a couple of things that you can do to protect yourself. Uh, first one is obviously, and it sort of goes without saying, but we made so many people do this, do not give your MyGov password out to anybody. And no. one,
0: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight really doesn't suffice. <laughs> no,
1: or the children's name backwards, oh, not backwards, or anything oh, like that. Just, um, dog's name or anything along those lines. Anything that can be worked out. Anything that, with a little bit of research, they could do through. So, use a more complicated password. Don't give it out to anybody. Use exactly what you're talking about, Ray. That multi-factor authentication, which means you put your password in. And then they send you a text or an email that says, we've received contact, you need to put this PIN number in in order to go further. Now, that's where your protection is because the, the scammer may have worked out your password but they don't have your phone. No. And that's where your Without protection that. is. Yeah, yeah.
0: That, That's a beauty. I love yeah. that.
1: And one of the, so one of the most important messages also is that when Services Australia actually contacts you, All we're going to say through that text message is you have something in your MyGov inbox. We will not then give you a link that says click on this to go to MyGov inbox.
0: That's a good thing to remember. So, ladies and gents, remember, Services Australia will never send you a link. No, that's right. It's because what we want you to do is to go the
1: long way, no shortcuts. So we want you to go to my.gov.au. We want you to then put in your password. We want you to put in... Yeah, multi-factor authentication, because we want to make sure you're you before we give out all this information, because obviously we hold your information to the highest level of privacy, and we want to make sure beyond doubt that the person on the other side of the computer is you. So either using that way or using the proper MyGov app, uh, the ways that we want you to get in, and anybody that's trying to get you into your record any other way that's not Services Australia, and that's not something that we are getting you to do. So what we want you to go the long path because that's the safe path. Because once you have logged into MyGov, you are now in a safe environment. Every information in there can be completely trusted as to come from whichever government agency it is, ATO, Services Australia, whatever it might be. So in MyGov, in MyGov in Gov, that is your safe place, and you can trust whatever information is there. There may well be links on any. You know, if there's links on an email in your inbox. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's us,
0: different. and that's perfectly fine. But and links outside of my gov, that is not us. That's not something that we would do. And I think, ladies and gents, it's important to realise as well. Through my and I think it's a wonderful innovation. You also got access to health records. You've got your ATO link. You've got your Medicare link. Um, I, I'm a veteran, so for example, DVA, uh, you know, Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, you link back through that. So things like white cards and gold cards, and these are incredibly valuable to people that are semi-retired or retired, and you never want that information released or, I guess, given out willy-nilly. It's kind of very, very important information. Now, Justin, part of the research you sent me is you sent me a couple of links, and I, I want to point out to our listeners that there's a, if you Google or use your favourite internet browser and, and search... Um, active scams services australia there's a a, quite an expansive list of fairly active scams that are happening at the moment i I know it's not necessarily a beauty contest but which ones justin are you suggesting are the probably the most popular and and more importantly which ones are the most fruitful which i guess you know is the most damage being done at the moment Uh, i wouldn't be able to tell you
1: which ones from that perspective are the most effective but what I do want to tell you is about is what to do in case you make a mistake, and this is really, oh, okay. really important. Yep. That's good so, info. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're right. Before we do, we'll, we'll we'll quickly talk about the two websites. So one of the most important things about scams is to know what scams are actually going on at the moment. You know, the the Nigerian prince is the one that we all love talking about, but that's <laughs> that's old news. That's, we don't. That's not how they do things anymore. So. Um, The two places that you need to go to find out the active scams is ScamWatch, which is Uh, scamwatch.gov.au. amazing resource for scams and and how to protect yourself. The other one is our website, servicesaustralia.gov.au, and you can just search scams. And that will show you what active scams are out there. And that means prepared means protected in that circumstance. You will recognise because they go to quite a level of detail about the actual wording, Uh, and the sorts of things that you'll be seeing. So to know means to be protected. You can recognise it. You can stay away from it. What happens... Sorry. I was going to say, what happens if the bad things do occur and you do actually fall for a scam? So there are two things that... uh, Two levels, if you like, of um, things that we would like you to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first thing is you've seen a scam. You recognise it for being a scam. You haven't fallen for it. So you're not a victim. But you recognise it for what it is. We would love you to tell us about it. It'd be yeah, really helpful if you do tell us about it. Be a good citizen and report it. Yeah, and the the it's um, an email address. It's reporter scam all one word. Reporter scam at servicesaustralia.gov.au. And those three thousand websites that I was telling you oh, about, some of nice. those have come from people telling us about them. And look, I found this. You need to know.
0: It's an astounding number. I still can't get over that. 3,000. Wow. Yeah. So you are protecting everybody else. You're safe.
1: Fantastic. Now, do That's everyone else a favour and let us know yeah, so that might, we can protect somebody else. But what happens if you've actually either fallen victim or think maybe you may have given out information, you may now be vulnerable? So we need you to give us a ring. So we have what we call the Scams and Identity Theft Help Desk. Mm-hmm. It's a big title. It's a phone number. It's one 800 941 126 That's 1-800-941-126. And this is the number you ring if you think you're vulnerable or you've been a victim. You've somebody, been, um, yeah. you've been done. And somebody's got into your MyGov account. Somebody has done something to your MyGov, done something to your setting record, changed your bank account without you knowing it. So with that phone number, if you're able to ring that before anything happens then they are able to actually put extra levels of security, certainly on your settling record. So you're putting extra levels of protection to make sure that strangers can't get in and do things to your payment. If unfortunately it's too late and something has happened to you, then that phone number, what they can actually do is put you onto organisations to help you recover from what may have happened. Because if they've got enough information, to get into Centrelink, then they may have got enough information to get into bank yeah. accounts, create loans in your name, start credit cards in your name, do all sorts of different things, and your ID may be toast. And so the scans and identity theft help desk can then put you in touch with organisations to help recover your ID, recover the from the consequences of somebody, unfortunately, taking information and, and really doing bad things with it. So one yeah. 800 Nine four one one two six is the number to ring. Right, that's
0: good info there, Justin. And, and I, I guess, ladies and gents, when we think about you know how much we use mobile phones, and and uh, I guess the loss of one's online identity is, uh, I think, bordering on catastrophic these days. And we we've recently heard of and, and seen you know, catastrophic failures in telecommunications mobiles network, and literally a third of the country crippled for, for a, a business day, it's not pleasant. And if you get fished or you get scammed, I know my one of my own uh, children got scammed out of a significant amount of money in their context and uh, it hurt. And I think, Justin, it, it's also from a, a mental health perspective quite damaging to people when they get hurt like that because they, oh. they feel very stupid. And I've, I've fallen victim to these things as well.
1: Yeah, and that's actually one of the biggest Concerns is that I feel so embarrassed. Yeah, you don't say I anything. I don't reach out and I don't yeah. call for help because I just don't want other people to know what a silly thing I've done. And the yeah. real message is this is affecting everybody. Yeah, this is affecting your computer engineers, are being scammed by computer scams as well as other things going on. This is the smart people, dumb people, um, any, any, phrase, any age, any stage. Any phase of life, people are being scammed, uh, and so you do not have to search very far in the circle of people you know to find somebody who has lost money to scams. If they're lucky, they've been able to recover it. That is not in an any way guaranteed event. So uh, please, it is absolutely more important that you protect yourself from anything worse happening, and let the let organisations, authorities know. Um, talk to Scam Watch. Talk to us. Ring that phone number better to let people know protect others and reduce the further damage for yourself because if they are able to create a credit card now then what's to stop them creating a third one and a fourth one and in two years time creating another one and in another Mm. couple of years time doing it again and you're finding out you're continually being bitten by this it is much better to just acknowledge the fact that this bad thing has happened and let's get that fixed than okay. to, to be too embarrassed and not saying you can do anybody.
0: Justin, we're just about out of time. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for being on Dollars and Making Sense and I know we've got so much more to talk about. Uh, until next time, Justin Bott from Services Australia. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for to you, Ray, and for everybody for having me.